They say I'm disturbed. From city to city, an incredible hysterical panic spread. I think we're getting into a weird area here. Will you tell these fools I'm not crazy? This hysteria. You can't handle the truth. Brain is gone. This is Hysteria 51. The truth is out there. It's alive. But you won't find it here. They're coming for you. Look, there comes one of them now. Welcome in Hysteria Nation to the podcast that doesn't believe every conspiracy from 1997, but we damn sure believe that there was way more room on that door, Rose. This is Hysteria 51. It was promised me that you'll survive. That you won't give up. No matter what happens. No matter how hopeless. Promise me now, Rose. And never let go of that promise. I promise. And maybe, I don't know, scooch over a bit while you're at it, Rose. You know, producer Lisa's never seen that movie. Good for her. Broadcasting from the lower fourth dimension, otherwise known as Chicago, I'm your host and captain to the stars. My name is John Goforth. I'm the king of the world! <laughs> Alongside is my co-host and your co-captain, Mr. Brent Cal Hockley Hand. Look at me, you filth. What do you think you were doing? John, if we're going to reference Titanic and include me, I'm glad you mentioned the real star of the movie, Billy Zane. Listen to your friend Billy Zane. He's a cool dude. I mean, the love story's tired. We know how the movie ends. It's called the Titanic. The only interesting part is Billy Zane. Cal Hockley is such a great character. Half the people on this ship are going to die. Not the better half. I completely agree. He knew how to keep the women in line. You will never behave like that again, Rose. He really understood <laughs> nautical engineering. It is unsinkable. God himself could not sink this ship. And ultimately, he was the big winner. But the crash of 29 hit his interest hard. And he put a pistol in his mouth that year. <laughs> <laughs> and don't forget, John... He also was the reason the Titanic sank when he couldn't recover the blood of Jesus. He got angry and condemned the whole ship. Human! You're not worth the flesh you're printed on! Fuck this cowboy shit! You fucking hold up, hold up, well they in there, motherfuckers! Alright, this property is hereby condemned. That 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 was Tales from the Crib Demon Knight. I call this one Demon Knight. I get those confused. But I'm glad you switched the two. A far, far superior movie to Titanic. Shocker. Brand confused something on the show. Color us all surprised. That other voice you're hearing is the third host of this show, the one and only Conspiracy Bot. See, that's a robot I built to help host, edit, and research the show. In essence, he's here to help and give us a better end product. It only kind of gives us his heartburn. Don't worry. I'm working on more. That reminds me, did my Amazon delivery come? I, I didn't see anything show up, but I'll let you know. Wait, wait a second. We talked about this. What the hell did you order? Well... You know how in Demon Night the blood of Jesus keeps the collector out of the hotel? You've been snooping in my bot cave too much lately, so I ordered a pint of the rock sweat. Why did you order that, number one? How is that available? And number two, what did that cost you? Don't remember how much. I just put it on your card. The reason why is simple. 
I figured if the blood of Jesus repelled demons, then the sweat of a really talented meat sack would repel you. <laughs> you are a worthless robot. Though, 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 I mean, you can't tell me you aren't at least a little intrigued about the magical properties of the rock sweat. Oh, and don't get me wrong. I'm going to bathe in it. Yeah, I, I, I only expect that. And why do I feel like this guy, some guy named like Rocky Johnson? Oh, hey, who wants some sweat? I got the rock sweat over here. Uh, 350. It's on Amazon Prime. <laughs> uh, that's where you click on the other sellers. Right. right. <laughs> also available from these. Yeah. Condition used. <laughs> Am- Amazon. Amazon does not endorse or back these sellers. Right. Right. On that note, let's just let's just go ahead and get to our guest. Probably a good idea. And Brent, tonight we have a special treat, a Chicago podcast crossover now, event. Now, sh- now, lower fourth dimension Chicago or just Chicago proper? Lower fourth dimension, okay. obviously. Okay. Uh, now, I don't know. We'll have to ask him if he's also in the lower fourth, the middle fourth. Yeah. Uh, you know. yeah. um, we have the Blurry Photos podcast with us tonight. David Flora. David, thanks for joining us. Hey, guys. Absolutely. Thank hey, you. thank you for having me. Now, David, you're uh, you're a Kentucky-born, uh, Chicago-based podcaster. You've performed and produced several sketch, improv, and stage shows in the city over the past decade. Uh, you got Your show's been on uh, going much longer than this one, uh, exploring the unexplained for the past seven years. Chicago Reader actually named, uh, in 2017, the best podcast. Blurry Poor Photos. Shit. Yeah, Excuse I mean, me. obviously, Sorry, uh, no, they, they, that was the, the best, the best podcast in Chicago, not oh, the lower fourth dimension. The best podcast in Chicago hosted by a former Kentucky native, I think is the short. <laughs> that was at the fine print. Hey, maybe? man, it's a melting pot up here. <laughs> Regardless, thank you for yeah, joining for the show. No problem, guys. No problem. Make your opinions known at the ballot box. That's yeah, all I got to say. Right. Go. <laughs> er, well, being in Chicago early and often, yeah, right? Yeah. Right. Right. I've already voted three times this year, so I don't know about you guys. So, uh, wanted to play a quick game before we get into tonight's topic because you are on another podcast that deals in the world of of aliens and the mysteries conspiracies and yes paranormal in all the time that you've been doing these topics what has been your favorite topic that would be spring-heeled jack wow i i I got to admit, I don't know that one. Yeah, that was a Victorian era. Um, didn't he didn't kill anybody? He just ran around, uh, kind of clawing at women, breathing fire on people, oh. uh, jump, and then eluding the cops, just jumping away. When I covered it, it was just so outlandish. Yeah, like it was such a great, you know, c- kind of cryptid, kind of person, yeah. kind of mystery. It, kind of that guy no one wants to talk about, but they all know him. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. The guy in the corner, you know? Yeah. Uh, yeah. It was, it was just such a great blend of everything and, and nice. opened the door to kind of like, wow, this, this, these topics that we cover can be so crazy and fun. Mm-hmm. You know, let's just, let's just roll with it. So yeah, it's funny because there are, I mean, there's a number of ways you can do the, these topics and some shows take them so seriously mm-hmm. and some just, you know, take a shit all over them you know and so mm-hmm. there can be a happy medium and you can have a lot of fun with this stuff and let people make up their own mind and and uh not not take it so seriously that if anyone has a dis you know doesn't believe in you they're sending you death threats are you hearing that listeners <laughs> That's a bad thing. <laughs> it's a bad thing yeah i had i had a similar amount of fun when we did simulation theory 
Oh, uh, I, oh yeah. yeah, we had a blast. We it's had actually, a lot of. I think it's both of our favorites that we. Yeah, that was so my far. favorite. All right, so next question: What topic were you skeptical about going in, but you like after doing the research, you walked away either a, a believer or you were at least on the fence by the time you were done. One thing that I I think I came out more on the fence about was fluoride. Uh, and this oh, is, really? yeah, and this is a topic that, you know, it's controversial, just yeah, like yeah. Uh, GMOs or mm. chemtrails. Maybe, yep. maybe. Sure. The, the fluoride, uh, research that I did, the thing that, that gets me in the end is that A, I don't have a choice whether or not, you know, it's in my tap water. Right. And B, you don't have to ingest it for it to work. And so, like, why, why put it in there? Right. You know, so right. I, I kind of came out of it being like, well, I gotta wonder if you follow the money. Is mm-hmm. that has that got something to do with it's it? It's so and- funny when you look at at a lot of these topics and you go in, especially if for me, if I have no no inkling really or any background, I haven't made up my mind. Sure. And then you start looking at it and you're like, man, I can see. Even if I don't believe per se, you can see how people fall down that rabbit hole and get sucked into it. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Yeah. Mine was mine was JFK after like a week and a half. I, I came out of my apartment with like a, a dirty wife beater on. I, I, I hadn't sweats. slept in three yeah. days. I, you know, people are looking what at me. What year is it? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And I'm like, the government did it, man. They did it. <laughs> and I don't remember I don't remember in school with them coming out and saying, oh yeah, and there was a commission and they decided that it actually was. They, they actually admitted that, that was there was a conspiracy of yeah. some type yeah that was skipped over in uh, mr ward's history class I think. <laughs> <laughs> uh last last question there's so many of these that get talked about on these type of podcasts but also that just get talked about in pop culture references everywhere what topic of these type of topics are you just effing sick of I think I have reached my my crotch limit up to here uh <laughs> with murder mysteries yeah. All the murder podcasts that are coming out are kind sure. of so. Ugh. Yeah, true crime, man. You meet true people crime. and you say, uh, "So, what do you listen to?" And they they rattle off the same six big names. And I, I understand a lot of them are great. You know, everyone listens to Serial and sure. and things like that. But yeah, that's what everyone wants to go to. And if you pay attention to any of the um, the podcast forums on Facebook or anything like that, they always have to go. We want to remind you guys, this isn't just. Uh, uh, true crime murder mystery. There are other podcast uh, like, types out there. We can talk about other things here. Yeah, yeah. And we've covered them before, but, you know, we always try to have some kind of connection to the paranormal when we do right. with them. But, uh, yeah, I, I, I'm sick of seeing a new one pop up like every week. Right. Yeah. yeah. And uh, did, did you get a chance to listen to A Very Fatal Murder, The Onions? No. Uh, so oh, it's fantastic. It's fantastic. Yeah. It, it basically, is it a parody? It's yes, a parody of, of, all those. of those. And it, every the trope check, yeah. that is in those, it makes fun of. And so if you're sick of them, you'd probably really enjoy it. I'll have to check and it out. And they're really yeah. uh, edible. They're uh, 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 20 minutes. It, at, at most. Some of them are 12 minutes. Yeah. It's uh, only six so, episodes. Uh, I think they, they even make fun of it. It's like a two-parter like this week is a two-parter you know and it's so it's so crazy and even like the ads they do it's like this week we're brought to you by the united states postal service tired of waiting in line at the united states postal service well fuck you yeah. we've been we've been in, in which uh, is how all of the uh, stamps.com ads start tired sure. of waiting in line at the it, it it's so good we've been in business since 1782 go fuck yourself america <laughs> like, you try to get a package across the country it's just it's, it's i don't know if brent would agree i think brent would probably agree with me uh, my topic definitively so tired of is the flat earth mm. 
Sure. It is. Yeah, we we unfortunately decided that we were going to do a roundtable with Flat Earthers and give them not a lot of pushback to let them tell their story. Mm -hmm. And we sat down. And and try to ask good like questions and let them kind of bury themselves. Yeah, so we put together a pretty good round. <laughs> we called it round table, you know, wink, wink, nudge, nudge. Uh, it was the two of us. And then we had a astrophysicist, a uh, engineer from NASA, mm-hmm. a security professional from SpaceX. But that was a reason because he offered to have them on site for a launch and then two flat earthers. And they just said how they were, shills and freemasons and evil and they were idiots and they were taught a lot of talk of gravitons no no such thing as gravity and the the light the sun is an electric light and i mean at the end of it i was just disgusted yeah yeah it is disgusting yeah because there's no amount of reason that will work because they don't operate in there one huge amount of reason that works the money they make off their youtube channel (laughs) that that is the exact reason why uh they keep pumping this out because you know you you don't believe this and then when they started talking about things like the boston bombing being fake we ended the show Oh, yeah. yeah. Uh, we ended yeah, the Yeah, Sandy Hook, the false yeah, flags, things that. like that. Yeah, yeah, it was over. Uh, so we were having a conversation with one of our other listeners on our Facebook page. And uh, he had said that his cousin had lost uh, a leg or was injured in the Boston bombing. And David Weiss, the guy was like, no, you're a liar. Mm. And I was like, you are done. You're not allowed here anymore. You know, get out of it. So now that we've <laughs> got the chuckle part out of the show, <laughs> let's get to the serious yeah. topics, you guys. Yeah. All right. Now let's get to the really serious topic tonight of the Phoenix Lights. That's right. The Phoenix Lights is actually my favorite alternative rock band. <laughs> <laughs> Phoenix Light. Yeah, we are. Uh, it's like Chicago, but unplugged. <laughs> also my favorite minor league hockey team the phoenix lights <laughs> that's right this is one that everyone's been asking for us to do it's a big one everyone's heard about it and uh it's got kurt russell in it so oh, you yeah. can't not talk about it right you know what a resurgence that's that's snake to you <laughs> yeah <laughs> mr pliskin if you will so john what are the phoenix lights well let's let's set the stage it's 1997 uh seinfeld is in its final season we're still playing Will They, Won't They with Ross and Rachel on Friends. Harrison Ford is the president of the United States. Get off my plane. And uh, if I remember right, John still has highlights in his hair. Uh, frosted tips, I'll have you know. <laughs> so we were actually in the uh, Scholastic team at school, and uh, we had to be on television. John shows up for television. Now, I wasn't in this with frosted tips and a leopard print shirt on oh. uh, to be on, on television to supporting our school. Uh, if you're going to represent, represent right. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> the exact date is March 13th, 1997. And um, I, while I was trying on another pair of Jinkos. Uh, <laughs> Working at the buckle. <laughs> yes. Something fishy was happening in the skies over Phoenix. A mass UFO sighting. Now we say mass. This is mass. Like 20 some thousand people on record have said, yeah, we saw it. Now, it's not just because of mass hysteria. There are a lot of people that were looking up at the light at mm-hmm. the sky that night because uh, a comet Hale-Bopp was coming over. So there's a reason for people to be staring up up at the sky. So the, the, the short version is, we'll get into the longer version, but lights of varying descriptions were reported by thousands of people between 7.30 and 10.30 local time, p.m., in a space of about 300 miles from the Nevada line through Phoenix to the edge of Tucson. Now, some people split the events of the night into two distinct events, uh, a triangular formation of lights seen to pass over the state. And then uh, later on that evening, a series of stationary lights specifically seen in the Phoenix area. Right. Now, a lot of these details tonight are going to come from an uh, actually a really good article from Vice. So special thanks to them. Oh, and our secret 
connection to the Pentagon, but we'll get into that later. Yeah, th- thanks to our secret connection at the yeah. Pentagon. <laughs> <laughs> so the first event, John said, like, it's kind of broken up into two. The phenomenon in question began at approximately 7 p.m. on the night of March 13th, as he said. People in northwest Arizona reported seeing a, a massive craft pass overhead. According to the National UFO Reporting Center, the first call it received on the UFO hotline that night came from a retired police officer, which usually isn't the normal, uh, I was, you know, I was, I was checking my meth tub outside the trailer and I saw something <laughs> in the sky. Well, and, and, and you would also think that a police officer's first go-to phone call wouldn't be the UFO hotline. Right. Like cops don't normally call the UFO. Like they would call other cops. Mm-hmm. Maybe they were like, oh, not him again. Like, oh, <laughs> it's crazy Joe. <laughs> so he's, he's former for a right, reason. Right. <laughs> so this is in Paulden, Arizona. It's a small town about two hours north of Phoenix. And the man reporting seeing a cluster of red and orange lights arranged in a V formation. Now, let, let's stop there for a second. Because we've already referred to and, and we're probably going to refer to a few times the craft of the ship. There weren't a ton of reports of people actually saying they saw a an actual ship they're seeing these lights mm-hmm. and they're moving in unison right and 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 they're seeing stars blacked out so they're they're kind of it's kind of addition by subtraction they're they're assuming there's a ship it's almost like it looks more like a shadow they said like you said the stars were blacked out so they can see these lights there's no lights around them that would be stars for a certain area so they're like okay i would say that was the size of the ship people have said like three football fields wide people said a mile uh v-shaped delta wing shaped you know it's uh no matter what a lot of people saw it. Now, the people that did see it, some of them said it was completely silent. Some said they heard a whooshing sound. Again, like we've said, you can have 15 people see the exact same thing. No matter what it is, you're going to have 15 different uh, opinions. And I think that some people were saying with this one, maybe it flew in front of the moon for some of them. Uh, and that that gave rise to more like it's a solid craft talk. Oh, yeah, because obviously if it flies in front of the moon, you'd, you'd have more of a vision of it. Sure. Well, you, yeah. it would mess up the hologram that's projecting the moon, you would think, onto the firmament mm-hmm. of the flat earth. The firmament so, of the yeah. flat yes. Uh, Travis Walton, how big was it? You know, this thing was so huge. It was, you know, bigger than a Walmart. <laughs> I mean, it's like measuring something with a banana on, yeah. on Imgur or something. Yeah. It's like. <laughs> the, uh, the, uh, the, the, I do have a problem, not just in this story, but whenever people are talking about More like how, in your personal life? <laughs> <laughs> I got more issues than time, my friend. Um, no, uh, when people talk about how big things are, especially at night in the sky, perspective is so hard. It's hard to say if the, something was how far you know, away 50 was feet away. 5,000 feet away. And how tall or big it was when it's when they see it there, too. Exactly. You know? right. Now, that's one of the things I said that leads a, leads a little bit of credence is police are trained as far as spotting to be able to tell how far things were away. At UFO spotting? Well, <laughs> at, at least at craft or anything else. So I hope that if I know that this thing's X amount of feet away, if I see something in the sky and I don't know what it is, at least I can tell you. I might not say it's little green men or gray men or... You know, eggshell colored, like uh, <laughs> like Kim Carlsberg. Slide them in, slide them in, let them bake now. Slide them in, slide them out, easy bake. Wow. <laughs> I, I don't get as hung up when someone says something, especially if if thousands of people going, it's massive, it's massive. For this one, I definitely agree that on some scale it was large. I think we like to trump it up and take the biggest reports. It was two miles wide. Well, like one person said that. 
They can look at those lights, at least from the video. Now, this is the second report, but the, the later second video, event, yeah. and they can tell you uh, within a category of how big something was. Sure. So uh, upon further analysis, there is yes. science behind a lot of this. But, well, but we're talking about the initial report. It's almost as if you've been doing too much science. <laughs> too much science. Is that possible? And. With this initial sighting, calls began pouring into the hotline from locations south of Paulton. And if you map the calls and the timing, it showed that the craft or whatever it was was heading southeast. Now, it was heading, it would stop, but when it was heading, it was heading pretty fast because they said it would have to have been going about 400 miles an hour to be. Actually, it would end up being faster than that because it was stopping at times. So, but at minimum, it, it would move at about 400 miles an hour. That's a pretty good clip, especially when you're a mile wide. (laughs) That's moving. Kind of like when you watch an airplane to tie up, it looks like they're not moving at all. And we we all know that those are traveling hundreds of hundreds of miles an hour, especially if it's flying away or towards you. Yeah, exactly. You you don't have that left or right. Absolutely. Yeah. Oh, my God, it's coming right for us. (laughs) (laughs) Some of the smaller details in the the reports conflicted with each other as is one to do. But the larger details seem to stay pretty consistent. Uh, Like we said, it was enormous maybe even a mile wide or larger. It made no sound. Now, some people said there was a whooshing sound, but the majority said it made no sound. And when they were looking at it, it was moving slowly and oftentimes stopped to hover in a single location. And according to the USA Today, the craft traversed Arizona in 106 minutes based on witness reports, because it's funny when you look at these calls, it's like you're looking at a map. The calls just move you know, with something as it goes through. Well, yeah, you you take the time of the first call mm-hmm. and the location mm-hmm. and you map it and then every other call and then you take the time of the last call and you map it and, right. and everything in between and that's your flight path. Right. So probably the most amazing thing about the entire story is the sheer number of people that witnessed it and reported it. One of the reasons for this was that as we stated before, people were outside looking up for common ale bob and it was an unusually bright comet approaching its closest pass was actually going to be on april 1st so it was getting big it was in the sky well and, and it's also special yeah hail bop <laughs> was uh hail pop was interesting because there was a group of people in california southern california known as heaven's gate yeah and uh yeah they, they committed suicide because they were going to go jump on hail bop and so, ride it to so kingdom what it was mm-hmm. so the fact is now this is a fact it was actually just an extraterrestrial ship, John. Oh, it wasn't. David, yeah. No, I thought the ship was hiding behind the comet. Well, that, it was with it. You know, it's, it's in tow. It was part Semantics, of it. man. <laughs> 39, Alternative facts. 39 members committed suicide just 11 days after the Phoenix Lights sighting in Arizona. And they were all wearing Nikes. They mm-hmm. were all wearing Nikes and Pristine. track shoes. Yeah. yeah. And uh, although the two incidents uh, were so close, people say they're unrelated or... And that's what they want you to think. Yeah, I think that's safe to say they're unrelated. <laughs> In any case, despite the number of people who reported witnessing the lights passing over the head, there's no official acknowledgement of the event and no media coverage until USA Today picked up the story that June. That June. Which is crazy. That it took that long. To think thousands of people are calling in, making reports. Uh, nothing to see well, here. The, the, That's national, though, right? Not yeah, local. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Yeah, yes, yes. Do you guys remember it, this? It's dial-up like, internet. No. That's the problem. Dial-up internet is the problem. That's why it took till June. <laughs> That's right. That's I mean, right. when you think... <laughs> they were busy downloading that one picture of Cindy Crawford. You know? exactly so then they right. Didn't... I mean, you remember how long that took? <laughs> Do you guys remember this? Like, mm-hmm. when it happened? I remember 
the buzz, but I don't remember if it was at that time or after. Yeah. You know what I mean? I don't no, know. No, I was buzzed. Yeah. Right? I don't remember. <laughs> I don't know. But that was the first of it. This was what we're talking about in there was the moving of the lights across the sky. We're breaking up into two. The second event. The second incident that same night occurred around 10 p.m. Arizona time, about an hour after the last report of the large V-shaped craft had come in from the southern portion of the state. This event, which is the subject of a few Phoenix Lights photos that exist, Google it. And so when, yeah, pop when, up. whenever people talk about the Phoenix Lights and they say they have video or photos, they're talking about this second event of just the lights right. over Phoenix, not the not the craft that was going across right. the state. And this is really was an arc of blinking orbs that moved slowly over Phoenix. Very slowly. In fact, if you watch a video and stuff, it looked like they're just sitting there before promptly disappearing as soon as they reach the Australia mountain range southwest of the city. Yeah. So we've all seen this. They look like they're still. What do you guys think? And that there, there are no videos or photos of the first event, right? Right. Just eyewitness reports. Right. But I mean, and lots of them. Lots and lots of, of sketches <laughs> by oh, yeah, people with yeah. my artistic skill. <laughs> <laughs> and, and so, and then the second event, um, did they actually traverse the city or were they just seen southwest? So that is, uh, up for debate. Um, you can see the lights from different angles of mm-hmm. different people. Now they look to, to be that they were in different place in the sky when they take all these things and put them together. But a lot of people say, which one we'll get into a little bit later, what they might have actually been if they weren't something uh, like a giant craft. Well, they were moving, but not like you're thinking. Mm-hmm. They did move. They, they, they move. They did move. Um, one, one thing that well, uh, whether that was up and down or left and right or, or <laughs> that's up for it's, it's really hard to tell. One thing that video experts like to point out on the videos that that were taken is that when they hit the mountains, they're gone. Hmm. And um, that's we'll get into what the these lights might have been or might not after the break. Uh, but uh, one of the one of the skeptics thoughts that the lights are are flares mm-hmm. okay, by the military. They couldn't be flares if they just stop like that. Mm-hmm. And and so the 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 non skeptics point is that the the video experts say that they they just stop like that so that could they they couldn't be flares mm-hmm. which yeah I mean it's a pretty that's pretty shaky ground to we're, sit on we're but, gonna break that down a lot after the break there's, yeah there's a lot to that but the interesting thing about the second event is is how people want how people break it down into a second event like it couldn't be tied to the first event in any way it's the same night it's glowing orbs over the same geographic area. Right. Right. I, <laughs> I think it's, I, I think that the big distinction that they make, at least in my mind, is because the first was witnessed by so many over a large area. And then, boom, it's just sitting over Phoenix and you've got, you know, governors and, and politicians and Russells of the world viewing it, you know, and seeing it. And and it so it's it's almost its own monster because uh, there's so much video and photographic evidence of at least something so wait did you did you just give us your opinion you believe it's a monster you think it's a jaeger as in yeah. like oh, from man. pacific Rim? i think it was like a uh one of those uh, what was a tier five jaeger uh uh kaiju not no jaeger. kaiju no kaiju. Jaeger, jaeger's the uh the good the, guy the yeah. good guy the, yeah. ro- the robot <laughs> it's gypsy danger i apologize yeah it's just a jaeger it's what seabot aspires to yeah, right? yeah sure. that's exactly right. they're all pussies <laughs> 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 your head, your head's a toaster, and you're talking yeah. about like a ten story robot. Yeah, yeah. I I, I think he knows. <laughs> like you're not you're not breaking any new ground. There. Oddly enough, two people are inside him running him. 
<laughs> I always looked at him and thought, I bet two people have been inside him at the same time. <laughs> well, if, you're being you're being uh, kind when you say people. They're hamsters. Yeah, so. exactly. <laughs> so we're going to go to break. When we come back, we are going to talk aftermath of the, the the. I don't know. I wouldn't say event. That, the event. Yeah. The, the uh, eventers. Yeah. And, yes. and then we're going to do our best to explain what it might have been. Now, was that lights, orbs, aliens? Jaegers. Kaiju. Tune in after the break with more Hysteria 51. I think he's more of a kaiju. Well, certainly in personality. <laughs> Hola, David. Me amo Brent. Bonjour, uh, Brent. Je m'appelle David. You didn't do Spanish. I thought if we were going to do this together, we'd do the same language. Oh, sorry. <laughs> that's, uh, that's on brand for us. I, that, I I just thought romance languages was yeah. the key. Everything I say is romantic, and that is thanks to Rosetta Stone. <laughs> you guys, we, we've been touting these things forever. We love Rosetta Stone, and we actually are users. David, you've really been using it even for longer than I. What's your experience been like? Oh, it's been great. The thing is, uh, you really get to learn how to speak and think in that language with it, so... It's very high on pronunciation, too, so <laughs> you can, you know, learn how to speak. And, you know, our show is all about proper pronunciation. <laughs> In that pronunciation, yeah, that's right. But it's it, they design it for long-term retention, you know. It, and, yeah. Uh, if you don't get the pronunciation right, you, you say it until you do, and then, you know, that, that just seeps into your head. Well, and that's why, you know, this has been trusted by experts for 30 years, and there's over 25 different languages that you can learn and people, millions and millions of users use it because like you said, it does seep in and you're using it with, you know, you get speech recognition and mm -hmm. it, it hears you. You get to use like the built-in true accent features that gives you this pronunciation, which is super convenient and you can do it at your own time. And I don't know if you can know this, but I'm all about value and you get a one-time purchase, 25 languages. If I learned all 25 languages, I'd be so confused. Or really cool. <laughs> I have to go in and out. But you'd be real marketable. But literally, though, this is something that we use, and we have both of us have given the seal of approval because we want to do this long term, and uh, it's something that uh, it works, you know. And we don't yeah. we don't do long term um, stuff like this, and this is this is the one that we've chosen, and we love it. So, all you guys got to do don't put off learning that language. There's no better time than right now, as we've told you a thousand times, and it's always now, right now. Get now. started. For Larry, limited time, Hysteria 51 listeners can get Rosetta Stone's lifetime membership for 50% off. How much? 50%. Visit rosettastone.com slash today. That's 50% off unlimited access to 25 language courses for the rest of your unnatural life. Wow. Redeem, redeem, redeem. How do they do it? Rashate, you're 50% oh. off. <laughs> Rashate. <laughs> redeem it. 50% off rosettastone.com slash today. Do it today. After years of fine print contracts and getting ripped off by overpriced wireless providers, if we've learned anything, it's that there's always a catch. So when Brent and I heard that for a limited time, all Mint Mobile wireless plans are $15 a month when you purchase a three-month plan, we thought, man, what's the catch? But after talking to them, it all made sense. There isn't one. Mint Mobile's secret sauce is that they sell wireless service online. They cut out the cost of retail stores and pass those sweet savings directly to you. Brent is trying to plan right now and says that it works like a charm from Chicago to Nashville as he makes his big old move. Mint Mobile is working for him. 
All plans come with high-speed data and unlimited talk and text delivered on the nation's largest 5G network. And you can use your own phone with any Mint Mobile plan and bring your phone number along with all your existing contacts. So ditch the overpriced wireless with Mint Mobile's limited-time deal and get three months of premium wireless service for 15 bucks a month. To get this new customer offer and your new three-month unlimited wireless plan for just 15 bucks a month, go to mintmobile.com slash hysteria. That's mintmobile, M-I-N-T-M-O-B-I-L-E dot com slash hysteria, H-Y-S-T-E-R-I-A. Cut your wireless bill to 15 bucks a month at mintmobile.com slash hysteria. $45 upfront payment required. New customers on first three-month plan only. Speed slower above 40 gigabytes on unlimited plan. Additional taxes, fees, and restrictions apply. See Mint Mobile for details. Welcome back in Hysteria Nation. We are talking the Phoenix Lights. Aftermath! I'm just getting really into it. It's my... It's my favorite lemonade flavored beverage. Aftermath? The Phoenix Lights. Oh, <laughs> I didn't know where we were. Uh, I'm just going to keep coming up with different things it could be. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> the Phoenix Light Orchestra. <laughs> no, I'm, I'm not giving you that one. No, no, take no. it back. Uh, okay. Take it back. Uh, he chose poorly. <laughs> <laughs> this is the cup of a carpenter. Yeah. Yes, yes. <laughs> Brent, let's talk about the aftermath of this uh, That's these events. Said, John, <laughs> uh, I wasn't listening uh, to you. No. We have a guest. Uh, I listen no. to him. I don't listen Probably to you. Smart. The USA Today. We talked about the USA Today report that happened months later. It, it brought international attention to the Phoenix Lights, and and people began demanding answers. As well, they should. As well, <laughs> they should. Though that makes sense. Like this is something that was. Um, when you look at this, and if if it is something from the U.S. government, well, what is it? And if it's not, hey, are we being invaded? Maybe we should know these things. Mm-hmm. You know, uh, but or North or, or North Korea. Yeah, right. So, you know, I mean, regardless of the national and international press coverage, Saddam local at that time. Sorry. Yeah, yeah, Sorry. exactly. <laughs> Good point. Local government dismissed it as a fantasy. Uh, shortly after the USA Today story, the incumbent governor of Arizona, Fife Simington, that's a name. Uh, <laughs> it's I, also, I don't have a John joke. Fife. It's a, it's a fi- it's it's also fife. also a loot. <laughs> <laughs> that's a magic loot. Use it. Use it. It opens the war. Uh, if he hadn't turned governor, he was actually going to go into bard school. So, yeah. It's, uh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, the, what were the parents thinking? Was the name Drum taken? Yeah, like, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> or even the more common names for the very same uh, instrument? Yeah, right. Liar. Yeah. Symington. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> So, so Mr. Symington held a press conference during which he claimed to have found who was responsible for the lights. And during this conference, he brings out someone dressed in an alien costume with their hands cuffed. And we got a little clip of that. And now I'll ask Officer Stein and his colleagues to escort the accused into the room so that we may all look upon the guilty party. Don't get him too close to me, please. In the alien costume, the governor's chief of staff. Now, this just goes to show that you guys are entirely too serious. <laughs> UFO enthusiasts were not amused, especially since the governor was believed to have seen nothing. Nothing nothing sheds light on you and, and brings you into the national spotlight in a, in a positive way than a good old-fashioned alien cosplay domination. <laughs> like, when, when you watch this video, 
the heads are fucking freaky. They are yeah. gigantic. Like, and and yeah. they and he's got like the middle like it's three fingered or something, and they're like just kind of taped together and elongated. They've been and... used for other purposes at some time. <laughs> and that's his chief of staff. Like, hey, yeah. I, I've, I, I know you're, you're, you're new to this gig. I've got, I've got something I want you to do. Oh, sure, Mr. Simmonton, anything. Um, you see that big alien costume over there? Go put it on. Uh, uh, five. Uh, uh, Come on. Uh, uh, okay. Uh, well, that seems weird, but okay. Um, next. See those handcuffs? <laughs> Um, we're going to put those on, too. This, oh. this is getting weird. Oh, there's, five. there's a reason you're called the chief of staff. <laughs> <laughs> but, Mr. Fife, in the ultimate yeah, I'm a politician flip-flop, the 10th anniversary, <laughs> he comes out as a true believer and a witness to the Phoenix Lights. And we have some audio of that as well. And I suspect that... Uh, unless uh, uh, the Defense Department proves us otherwise that it was probably uh, some form of an alien spacecraft. He went on to say, I'm a pilot and I know just about every machine that flies. And he says it was I mean, bigger. That's a big, uh, that's a big bold statement. That is a bold statement. Every machine that flies. And it was, Has he been to my garage? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I think not. <laughs> it was, he said it was bigger than anything I've ever seen. Other people saw it. Responsible people. I don't know why people would ridicule it. You know, this thing was so huge. It was, you know, bigger than a Walmart. I mean, everything is bigger than anything you've ever seen. <laughs> yeah. He doubled down on it. Red, yeah. Redneck measuring stick. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> I mean, this guy. So first, he makes a big, a big public stink of it and brings out the alien. You know, gets some press. Ha ha. Everybody and he pissed off every person who said they'd seen it. Ten years later, he's out of the public eye. How can I get back in the public eye? Oh, I did see it. And pisses off every person that's not. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well done. That's hard to do. That's hard to piss off Arizona twice. No. <laughs> Two different ways. Yeah. yeah. They're nice people. He says the reason he did it was to keep everyone calm in Arizona. Right. Right. Uh, Were coming. they rioting? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> what rioting? was it? Well, just there, like, there was gnashing of teeth. They yeah. all. Oh, everyone yeah. says that if they come out with aliens, people are going to riot and all this stuff. And then recently in the news, they come out like, here's video of craft. We don't know what it is. And we have recovered metals and pieces. Oh, and yeah. the whole, the the entire collective world's like, Oh, cool. Okay. Meh. Yeah, let us know if that you find night, anything. That let night, us know when Fife, they stop by. That night, Fife runs out on his balcony. Everyone, don't worry. It's going to be okay. We'll all be fine. <laughs> Calm down! <laughs> <laughs> so what makes the Phoenix Light so compelling is the lack of a plausible explanation for the whole thing. You can't blame a crazy person. Like, There's too many witnesses. Right. Like uh, with, with sometimes with UFO sightings or with stories, even going back to like Barney and Betty Hill, there's only two people involved. Right. So if you want to be a non-believer, they're crazy. They're right. lying. Whatever. You can't say that about whether it was on the low end, a couple thousand on the high end, 20,000 people. Right. It, it's not possible. It wasn't mass hysteria. See what I did there? Right. And many of the, oh, Thank good, you. Good job. Thank you. Many of these people had never taken UFOs seriously before the spring of 1997. So they see this and they're like, it's not like the, the alien uh, investigators came a flooding. It was 
Joe down the street and mom and pops came out and said, I saw this. The the, the Phoenix lights happened and the, the, the three people that walk out to say it happened were George Sukulos, Stanton Friedman, <laughs> yeah. and uh, Dr. Stephen Greer. <laughs> <laughs> That's doctor to you. They do have some explanations. Let's get into some of the, the possible explanations for what this was. Oh, Brent, it was just the military. Well, you know what? That fits in the bill of a lot of things. The most obvious explanation. Swamp gas, yeah. uh, along with weather balloons. Mm-hmm. Re- Seagulls. Right. Yeah. <laughs> uh, just the other uh, week Venus, over Milwaukee. Venus uh, reflecting yeah. off Seagulls. water. Yeah, it's anything. Yeah, I'm your Venus. That's flock of seagulls. I require your desire. Yeah. I no, that, that's not flock you, of seagulls. You ran. You <laughs> ran so far away um, from that flock of seagulls. See what I did there? I hope you didn't. The most obvious explanation for the lights was that they were a result of military exercises being conducted in the area, which isn't so far-fetched, considering that Phoenix has two Air Force bases near there. And they even came out and claimed that a portion of the night was caused by flares because of military exercises. Now, when we look at that, we're talking about the second incident. Right, and don't forget also... There's the Phoenix Foundation with with MacGyver. Yeah, yeah. exactly. So uh, the the whole light thing could have been him with some twisty ties. Yeah. Um, some uh, WD-40 uh, duct tape just trying to get out of a jam yeah. and it created all those lights. I get yeah. us out of here. I just need uh, some toenail clippings, a uh, uh, piece of wire and weapons grade plutonium. <laughs> what you don't know is the Australia mountain range down there is uh, it houses a lot of supervillain facilities. So. <laughs> the people of Phoenix need to think MacGyver is what they need to do. <laughs> Castle Grayskull. <laughs> so we're talking about these flares. They said that these A-10 warthogs uh, were dropping flares just so happened to be right outside of Phoenix. And I always thought that was a terrible name for an airplane. A-10 warthog? Oh, I, that's a, awesome. A bit of warthog. It's not a, I don't think that is a very... A How many gun. have you met? <laughs> Touche. Speaking of warthogs, my basement just hung up my bebop taxidermy. Oh. I saw that picture. Oh, yeah. yeah. Nice. Listener. I, can I tell you how excited producer Lisa is? <laughs> Dear listener, if you don't know what we're talking about, Brent went online, found a <laughs> found a, a taxidermied boar yeah. head, uh, and fashioned it in, into looking a, w- with various accoutrements uh, <laughs> to look like Bebop from Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. It is one of the greatest mysteries in the scientific world. It's amazing. <laughs> it is pretty special. No, it's not. It's mutagen. That's, yeah, that's right. <laughs> it's been solved. It's true. <laughs> For real, though, they did ward out this flying gun. It's a flying gun is what it is. With, so a, with a shark mouth so they are uh dropping flares and these flares they light up and they have like some of them have like parachutes and they kind of like megatron they drop slow flying gun and it looks like um (laughs) it looks like they're stationary now i watched in 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 getting with this i watched a bunch of videos of different flares at night because there are an abundance that don't have anything to do with the, the the phoenix lights Couple things about them. Some of them, there's smoke and there's, there's, there's light coming off and it looks nothing like the mm-hmm. Phoenix lights. Some of them look quite a bit like the Phoenix lights when they, they drop them in a line. Boom, 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 mm-hmm. boom, boom. Mm-hmm. It looks like that. Now they don't last that long. Some, you know, a few minutes. Now the Phoenix lights were there for a long time. I'm not saying yes. I'm not saying no, but 
you can definitely see why they would say, oh, that was just flares and, and someone could see it and they would misidentify it as one thing. Mm-hmm. It just so happens to coincide with <laughs> this other craft that's flying across Arizona, supposedly. What are they doing dropping flares over a populated area? Aren't those like well, made of magne- magnesium, like burn through? Oh, that's a thing. Metal. Like, yeah, they're they're huge tubes, uh, like ten inch diameter, and I don't, I forget how many, maybe a couple feet long, even. But yeah, they're very concentrated um, magnesium. I don't think they were dropping them over a populated right, um, right. place, though. In fact, oh, okay. you know, with with some of the accounts, they were dropping them behind the mountain, yeah, near to the uh, military base. Right. So just from a, as we were talking about before about perspective and distance, mm-hmm. right? People sitting in Phoenix thought it was over them but right. it could be a hundred miles away exactly because you can see them for but regardless of so the national guard did hell. say that they never had any planes north of phoenix so it can't so it what can't, it couldn't be is event one event one event two you can't say it couldn't have been it could have been uh flares here's a quote about those we know that the same night there was a whole bank of illumination flares put up by the air force over the barry goldwater test range that's a quote from jim mann the director of uh mufon in arizona there's an insider a mufon guy going hey we know this is happening a lot of people say the phoenix lights aren't real that they're just military flares but a lot of research has led us to realize that the phoenix lights were just a small portion of this huge ufo event meaning there's more than one so no one's saying that flares weren't dropped that night Mm -hmm. right no, no one's. Oh, well, a lot of the believers are. Yeah, I right. think. Oh, actually, but they're saying. Well, maybe I'm jumping the gun. They are. Some people are saying yes. Flares were dropped as a like cover up. Correct. Exactly. Exactly. But no one's saying that that. No one is saying that there weren't flares in some capacity somewhere yeah. dropped. Shit. Zach Zahn's out joyriding. Someone set up a warthog with some flares. <laughs> we're gonna cover our tracks. You know? Right. Right. <laughs> Ah, shit, there he goes again. <laughs> Scramble the warthogs. <laughs> but uh, but even the most strident believers acknowledge that there were flares of some type yeah. in the Phoenix area going off that night. You can't say there were because at least even previous to that, that they had the records that that was supposed to be going down that night. Correct. Yeah. Okay. The only other logical explanation, and I think we're all going to be on board with this, is that it was just aliens. Right. I mean, that's 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 what we're getting at. A or B. Yeah. yeah. It's either it's one or the other. Many claim you're either on the right or you're on the left. Yeah, that's right. You're either on the right or you're on the wrong. That's right. (laughs) Grab him by the pussy. (laughs) Many claim that there are just evidence of extraterrestrials visiting our planet. And some believe so because they say they experienced memory loss after seeing the Phoenix lights. Some reported temporary amnesia-like states taking over when immediately seeing the lights, and they even went blank or failed to discuss it with anyone. Yeah. They were just, they lost time. There was even a report, some people say that they were all on a highway. They all stopped their car, got out, looked at the lights, almost like zombies, observed them for a while, looked at each other, didn't say a word. Got back in their car and all went to their final destination. Now, hold on. I'm going to tell you this. Synchronized. In 1999, I was at a buddy's house. It's it's dark. We're we're swimming and it's nighttime. And a thing comes across the sky and it explodes into color. Boom, like red, green, blue, and shoots off. We have no idea what it was to this day. 
everyone stopped what they were doing, stood there, stared at it, kind of looked around at each other, and we all went around our business. I think when something so messed up happens, you just kind of stop and stare at it and go, hmm, all right. <laughs> like, you well, know, maybe like, so. Do do? Maybe so. But the people are contending. This is from those people. Right. They're contending that it, it, it put them in a state of passivity. That um, I think that's a normal thing that happens when you see something that it, that you can't sure. explain. The the point being, it that wasn't a of, ray gun. When we look at the thousands it. of people that are reporting something happened that evening, there are the people that just say, "Listen, I saw lights and I don't know what happened. I have no idea. There's just some lights. Who knows?" All the way to the people that go, "I know for sure it was aliens, and here's why. Uh, I, I my memory was wiped, or but, well, which begs the question: How do they remember seeing the lights? <laughs> but uh, but others." I, I, I was put into a state of passivity. I was, I, it had these paranormal effects on me, and that is their proof for it being aliens. I, listen, I, I, I get what you're saying, Brent. I'm not saying you're right or wrong or they're right or wrong. I'm just telling you that's what they're saying. And then you have option C, the truth. Uh, the <laughs> others say that they could see a craft with windows and aliens inside it. They saw <laughs> they saw so well. Yeah. Their yeah. eyes are so good. I saw the aliens and the aliens looked at me. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you, Ralph Wiggums of, yeah. <laughs> of Arizona. <laughs> Tastes like grandma. <laughs> Cigarettes in failure. Yeah. I yeah. broke my Wookiee. <laughs> yeah, he, he was out tending to his tobacco plants at night and uh so yeah, yeah. I mean, they saw UFO, so absolutely, it has to be aliens, and uh, and that's why. Like, now, there's I, no other explanation. UFO doesn't mean unidentified; it means it's from another planet. And it, and and much like Barney and Betty Hill, they just saw they saw the aliens. They looked. If you remember back to our Barney and Betty Hill episode, they looked much like the Galactic Empire, yeah, <laughs> <laughs> or Nazis, and uh, they waved and they moved on. Now. We've wasted everyone's time on this episode because I actually have a third option, and we we actually know the answer what they were. Okay. Lay it on me. It was just airplanes. Oh, well, you know. It was just airplanes. Uh, a guy, a kid by the name of Mitch Stanley, and you got to trust him because his name's Mitch. Has, uh, I don't trust him. He's got two first names. Yeah, Mitch Stanley. <laughs> yeah. He's got a firsty-firsty, but it's not a firsty-firsty girly-girly. He's not like a, a Terry Stacy. You never trust that guy. <laughs> He's an am amateur astronomer, yeah. which means he, he owns a telescope. I dabble in it. <laughs> uh, he observed high-altitude lights flying in formation, uh, you know, the Phoenix lights, and he used a Dobsonian telescope, giving 43 times magnification. After observing the lights, he told, you know, the person that he was doing this observation with, his mother... Mitch, what are you doing up there? I'm Come looking at the lights, Ma. Shut up. <laughs> Come down for dinner. What are we having? <laughs> Meatloaf. <laughs> Damn it. I said I said I wanted Tostitos pizza rolls. <laughs> Come down. The meatloaf's ready. He's observing this, and according to him, the lights were quite clearly individual airplanes. Uh, a, the, uh, a companion who he was with later uh, recalled asking Stanley at the time what the lights were, and he said, quote, planes. So the, the best part about this story is that a lot of the skeptics, a lot of the people who just want to say, like, this was nothing. This was literally airplanes. 
uh, they use out of the thousands upon thousands of people who 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 reported seeing lights that night. They use this one story as the evidence that it was nothing. Right, right. This kid saw it. It was a plane. Now we got to keep going on this. If we're going to say it's a plane, there was a plane in the sky at that time, and that plane did get a good look at said uh, said lights. Old Jack Burton, Kurt Russell himself, was flying his personal plane at the time, saw these lights. And when 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 Brent first told me this story, I thought this was like one of those situations where you've got some commoner with the name of a celebrity. Like, oh, there was a pilot named Kurt Russell. No, Kurt Russell. No, himself, we're talking Kurt about Russell. Mr. Overboard himself. Yeah. So <laughs> he calls in to Tower and he goes like, hey, Tower, I've got some crazy lights up here. Can you uh, bounce back? What are you getting? They're like, we're picking up nothing on radar, which is important because they never went forward and tried to find the radar tapes, which are deleted every 11 days. They didn't have the wherewithal to look into this. This is an important part of the story because he called to the tower and said, I'm having these lights out here. I can't tell what it is, but it's massive. And they're like, well, uh, Mr. Russell, <laughs> we uh, we can't really see. Well, anything. snake. Yeah. There's nothing on radar. Nothing's pinging. And he was just like, well, weird. You, you see that when you fly. And then like, he never came out with it until like recently. And then like some, some pilot came in. He's like, Oh yeah, that was me. Literally. He was like, yeah, that was me. I was, uh, I was flying and I'm the one who called it in. So this is kind of a, a little bit of a smoking gun. Well, because he had to go. It, there was, there was big trouble. Yes, yeah, right. In had, a to, had to make his escape. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah. Important because. He is the one little smoking gun there because he says that he called in and they couldn't ping anything on radar, uh, which is a telltale sign. A lot of times when you have these alien events, uh, people are seeing things they called in. They're like, yeah, we got nothing. We got nothing. If you if you believe all of the people that say they called it into the FAA, the FAA was busy that night. Right. Man. <laughs> right. Can you imagine if you worked at the FAA and it's true and like literally hundreds, if not thousands of people called them? Are you sitting there just like just in a cold sweat? Like, okay, I, I know we got to like lie to people, but holy shit. I like, I think it looked like that scene in Weird Science when they're hacking into that computer. Just all the lights light up and the, the reel to reel <laughs> machine starts spinning. Like, oh shit, it's happening again. You know, <laughs> pick the wrong week to quit sniffing glue. Yeah, right. <laughs> <laughs> Let's talk, guys. We, we've kind of laid it down a little bit. John, if you got to look at, at, at things and, and, you got options here. It was flares. It was planes. It was aliens. It was Kurt Russell on a bender. Uh, what are you leaning towards or what do you think? I'm David Pumpkins. That's probably who it was. Just, That's exactly who it was. Just tinkling out a little magic. L- a little uh, tinkling, Halloween, Halloween magic. <laughs> oh, man. So we were talking about MUFON director of Arizona, Jim Mann, earlier. Another quote from him was, uh, do we have evidence that it was an extraterrestrial event? No. We have evidence that it was an extremely bizarre event. We can't put a label on it other than it was an anomaly. Well stated. That's a that's a truth. That's the truth. And that's that's essentially the base of of where I come out on it. I I don't think uh, it was aliens. Uh, I, I don't think it was anything extraterrestrial. I do think, you know, it's funny. Uh, we are, what, almost 80 shows into this podcast. And we've talked about a lot of different 
events and an abnormal amount happen in Nevada, Arizona, the desert out there. And we just happen That's the to high have high plains desert to you. We just happen to have a lot of extra secret, awesome bases mm-hmm. and things of that nature as well. We test a lot of stuff out there. And um, I just think it was, I think the government was testing something out. Uh, I don't know what it was. Uh, it could have been a, just a large aircraft. It could have been a, another version of a, of a stealth bomber. I don't. So think... you're saying you don't buy the it was F-16s or it was A-10s on? No, on no, 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 no. I think it was something extra special, extra. You know. Uh, gotcha. I, I don't. I don't have a specific. Uh, um... It was DARPA. It, yeah. it was DARPA. Yeah. <laughs> I I don't have a uh, I don't have a specific uh, aircraft in mind. I think, it, but it, it was something very cool and unique that you I know, gotcha. a super secret government project a prototype, a test. Yeah. yeah. So yeah. I like that train of thought. And the first thing that you would do if you were the government and something like that would be to scramble other planes and try to uh, throw people off the scent. And how many times have we looked at throw some flares that people have come forward? Not even stuff that we've talked about that much. People say that we have a massive Delta Wing ship of some sort um, that flies very slowly. It's something that you've seen uh, if you look into UFO encounters or people that have seen them all over this planet. Large, black, silent, triangle-shaped, uh, or either triangle or one whole piece, like I say, or Delta a wedge. Swept, or, a wedge. Yeah. Exactly. That's when I'm saying like a Delta Wing. People have seen this enough that there's got to be some sort of super secret, whether it's the Aurora or whether it's whatever you want to call it. I believe a hundred percent that we have some sort of plane. I hope it's we, <laughs> you know, <laughs> um, when you look at the stuff like, you know, the stealth bomber and the, the damn SR 71 Blackbird that started working on it in 1958, we're not really caught up on, on the most advanced planes that we have. I a hundred percent believe that they probably saw something real, uh, especially it, we'll even forget the Phoenix lights is in the lights over the city. The other crap that thousands of people saw moving across, uh, the whole state. That was something. So I fall into that category too. We agreed on something, John. Whoa. Yeah, I, 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 I don't believe it was probably alien, but that's mine. Dave, we're gonna let you bring it home. Well, uh, I got some questions. Um, I want to ask you guys. See, see. What I'm you, good at making up answers. So um, <laughs> it's true. <laughs> Anybody know the name of that retired police officer out in Paulden? No, I don't. Other than retired police officer. Yeah, yeah I don't know that anybody does. To, to be honest, uh, at least. So you think it's horseshit? A cursory, well, a cursory glance at this, I didn't find a, a name to this guy. Usually that's a little bit of a red flag as sure. to like, well, you know, I heard it from uh, my brother who knew a guy who worked for this one guy who said he saw this thing. Gotcha. You know right. what I mean? Like, it, oh, the retired police officer saw it. It, In other words, it started on an Angel Fire website. <laughs> Could be. Yeah. <laughs> Maybe GeoCities even. Yeah, I, don't, yeah. I, don't, I don't Lots of clip art is yeah. what we're saying, yeah. Uh, okay, now, when we're talking about the um, the thing going 400 miles an hour, does, do you guys know how fast a jet can go? A lot faster than that. It can go faster than 400. Yeah. What at cruising would it would it hit something like that? I'm just I'm just throwing ideas out 
Like I'm not trying to prove mm-hmm. a point with this. I'm just wondering. No, no. These are wonderful questions. Um, uh, cruising, I mean, it depends on the jet. So, I mean, it it can obviously get to 400. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. And, Even and your maintain like, it probably. So I know when we fly, I constantly, if they have it, I watch the screen where sure. it says you're going 511 miles per hour and you're going at this altitude. So absolutely. Even your commercial jets now. The commercial your, jets cruise military, around like 550 miles an hour. Yeah, okay. and your your military jets, you know, you can go supersonic and, you know. <laughs> I'm just wondering, um, with the, the first event, if if people weren't seeing some sort of uh, formation of military exercises mm-hmm. with jets or and something. Which they said that they were scrambling F-16s. And yeah, and, yeah, and I even saw something that said they were extra high up. Like, normally they don't get as high as they, they were that, that mm-hmm. night, um, which would – Play into the sound that that you wouldn't you hear. wouldn't hear wouldn't or, or hear a, right, a slight yeah. whooshing instead slight of whooshing. the actual like uh, afterburners. Now I was wondering if planes uh, usually planes have blinking lights. Do do military planes have constant lights on or or is that they, a they're thing? supposed to have the universal one wing one? You know I forget which colors on which wing, but um, right. Yeah, no, they're not supposed to. I'm sure they they some the, have. Them. I saw an I saw an interview with a uh, with one of the pilots that came forward. Now this they did have his name and he came out and I'm not remembering his name right now, but one of the witnesses who, mm-hmm. who's not saying it's aliens or anything, just saying hey I saw it and he. Uh, I saw it, and he said the most interesting thing to him was that there were none of the safety lights that he would have expected hmm. uh, to see on an aircraft. But okay. then again, that also, if it is something that is um, secretive, of, it's not going to have that. Yeah, you're going to turn those off. Uh, or, you would think. Or, or but then not, why are you going to have all on. the other lights on? Right. Why are you going to have the other lights on? Well, unless there are for, a portion of the technology itself. True, true. What you're getting at is alien. Of course, yes. I yes. Agree. Our buddy Fife, you know, if, if someone wants to say, well, he flip-flopped or whatever, like, I, I saw that when he came out and flip-flopped and said that stuff, it was on a on a History Channel show that right. was like, hey, right. hey, aliens, right, you guys? Like, that was the name right. of it or something, you know, like, <laughs> the show, right, aliens, right? right. Everybody, everybody's <laughs> into this, right? Right. Um, so, that I mean, that could have played into it, like you said. Now, and, and I think uh, you said it, actually, that, you know... He's one wants to get back in the spotlight. Right, he wants to right. get that fame back. Maybe, uh, but um, let's see. I got a couple more. Would flares show up on radar? So I would think that flares would not because they're too small. They don't have a big enough cross section. But the plane or whatever that was putting them up should. So if he called in, they might have said. And if there are on maneuvers, they said on the thing I was watching, they're supposed to let all air traffic control, hey, we're on maneuvers. So that was the one thing I saw where people were touting the whole Kurt Russell thing. Is mm-hmm. If you can believe Kurt Russell, which I know personally he's never lied to me. Um, <laughs> you, uh, if you can personally believe yeah. the guy that's paid to make a living lying to me. <laughs> <laughs> um yeah so i mean he he bangs goldie hahn so how 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 bad can he be right <laughs> instant honesty yeah that's like no like, do I they have a no way. fly zone around there would they have a no fly zone I'm around sure the, the base military base is a no fly zone for anyone other than military but it's close enough that they it should be at least be able to they would mention or radar. something yeah I'm just wondering if they maybe didn't mention because they they knew that he knew he shouldn't be there or what like why. Well, the, the, you know, the biggest challenge with all of this, w- w- whether it be his spotting of it or, or just the lights in general, is lights in a dark sky at nighttime and distance. 
Right. It's just so hard. Yeah, yeah. And and that plays into what you were saying with some of the flares would smoke. They would give off, you know, a lot of mm-hmm. extra stuff. But when you see those videos, they're pretty close to the flares when they're taking they're, those videos. When you see that, yeah. 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 And these, there's no way you'd be able to see if they were flares, a smoke no. trail or something no. coming up. No. But, no. Uh, a guy, a, a guy did do a video on uh, YouTube where he stabilized it and tried to show that they were stationary; they didn't move or anything. I don't know how much I buy that, but right. I think it's a smart play. I think it's to be able to say to these that. are not slowly drifting, right? Down. Because yeah. when you watch it, it, the video itself, it's so like I tried to sit there and like measure the distance, mm-hmm. but the guy whoever shot it zooming in, zooming out, yeah. you know, it's going left and right. It's shaking. Mm-hmm. Uh, nobody has a tripod. I, it's so like, uh, it's, it's hard to tell whether or not to me, just eyeballing it without a stabilized video looks like they're falling, but mm-hmm. I, you know, I, it, and that's, it's hard that's, to say. That's a, a huge telling thing if they are falling. Yeah, and the absolutely. last thing, and, and, and people have even said could be desert heat. That's keeping them from falling faster, right. and that's why they kind of look like they're floating and, there. And that's the other thing. That's the second event. The second mm-hmm. event, absolutely, you know, that's the one we have the photos in the video of. The second event absolutely could be that if you if you do believe that the government then did scramble warthogs to go throw up flares mm-hmm. to cover something else up, the second event could have actually just been flares. It could have, yeah, yeah. You know? To uh, to throw the scent off of whatever that first event was. The yeah. thing is... Whether it was the training exercises of a bunch of planes, whether it was the large, super-secret DARPA initiative, you know, the, <laughs> or whatever it was, mm. the second event could have just been, the you know... Flag- I think it was flares. the Dharma initiative myself, but that's, yes. that's, side, uh, that's a side. The thing. Dharma and Greg initiative. Yeah. <laughs> the Dharma. I think that was around that time. Wasn't the it? problem with yes. this, the problem, the, 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 if you want to call it a problem or, or any of these things is... You don't know. We'll never know. We can't. We know. weren't there. We weren't there. And the U.S. government or any government can say whatever they want. Sure. You can come up. So you can never. If anyone tells you, I know what this was. BS to that. Unless you were the guy dropping those flares. You know what I mean? Um, and even then, maybe like we're saying, there might have been two different things. We're never going to know for sure. Unfortunately. Well, until Glaxon comes on down and yeah. says, hey, remember back in 97? Yeah, I was yeah, I was, I was touring the city. I was in a weird space in my head, and I just, you know. <laughs> Did you guys see the video where they kind of cross-sectioned where the Estrella mountain range was and then how the video shows them blinking out? Because people will say they blinked out one by one. Or they went behind. They went Well, they were, yeah, that's what they concluded, that they were going behind the mountain mm-hmm. range. But the way people talk about it, it sounds like they're like, blip, 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 mm-hmm. down the line. It couldn't get more random if it you tried. Was, exactly. That's the funny thing. When they went out. It was so, right. like this one goes out and then the middle one and then I ran. Yeah, it wasn't like it, they were like strobing or going yeah. out in any way. That, that's form. that's telling to me in mm. a way. All of that being said, where do you come down on it? I, I'm not convinced. I, I think it's good because it's so like up in the air. I'm not convinced that it was aliens at all. Uh, I'm not totally convinced it was a, a DARPA craft. <laughs> Uh, which is what it's going to be called from now on. Um, <laughs> because, because, like, if you're testing something that massive and, and uh, secretive or whatever, like, why why do it so Too close to the, the ocean? City? Like, Get out of here. Yeah. 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 Um, so, and, and, and like you said, the, the flares could have just been pocket sand. Yeah. You know, just yeah. like, bam, yep. distraction. Um, 
<laughs> so, <laughs> but but it definitely I could buy into the the flares aspect of it um, at least for that second event. Sure. And yeah, I don't know. So there you have it, Hysteria Nation. Uh, David says aliens, just like we figured he was going right. to say. And uh, <laughs> what say you, Hysteria Nation? How can they tell us, John? Hop on Facebook, search Hysteria Nation, join the conversation. Don't forget to hop on Twitter. You can talk to us there at Hysteria51Pod. At Facebook.com slash Hysteria51Pod. That's where you can find this episode and all of our episodes. When we're talking about episodes, you can listen to those episodes on iTunes. Leave us a review, and in that review, throw an I Love Seabot. We're going to throw you a sticker. How's that work, John? Well, the, we, we're actually going to send them multiple stickers. Oh, I forgot. A boatload of stickers. Boat, upwards and, of three. And we just, we defined that as three, right? <laughs> That's It's a small boat. So all they have to do is take a picture of the review, shoot it to us, and we will send, of course, their address so Seabot can visit them personally. That's right. And we will send them stickers. That is right. And... When we hit 400 reviews, we're getting close. We're going to give away a T-shirt to a random listener on our Dairy Nation page. So make sure you're throwing those reviews on there. We'd love a five, whatever's in your heart. But <laughs> on, on the T-shirt, didn't we discuss that we're going to rip the uh, the sleeves off? Yeah, I mean, you know, you want to look as trashy as possible. Right. Ventilation for the summer. That's true. That's right. Now, true. For, for those T-shirts, uh, how big are they? Like, say, is uh, compared to a Walmart? Yeah. How, how, big are the, how big is this T-shirt? Well, I had to say. You know, this thing was so huge. It was, you know, bigger than a Walmart. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you, Travis. Dynamic drop-in. That's a three-peat. In one show. That's pretty good. That is good. That is good. Conspiracy Bot is on the trigger. But would you like to hear your own voice on this show? You should leave us a voicemail. 773-669-7277. 773-669-7277. Leave us a voicemail. You can hear yourself. No matter what you say, we're going to play it. We've proved that with the uh, uh, episode <laughs> voicemails that we've gotten. If you forget any of this stuff, you can find it at Hysteria51.com. But that's not the only place you need to be stopping on the internet. Blurry photos. Don't forget to check them out. David Flora, our special guest this evening. Wow, you have low standards. Fuck him. We <laughs> think he was special. I don't think you're a Jaeger. <laughs> I drink enough of it. <laughs> he, does. he does. I can I can he attest does. to that. Uh, so, David, where can people find you? Where can people find the show? You can find uh, uh, blurry photos. No, on- no, 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 no. Your home address. Uh, no, no. <laughs> you know what? I got, got got enough of that. People waiting, <laughs> the throngs waiting for me. Yeah. I don't need to add to it. <laughs> um, you can find blurry photos on all the uh, normal podcast catcheries. Uh, you can leave us a review too on on iTunes if you're so willing. Yeah, just um, tell me you love Seabot on there too. Sure. <laughs> <laughs> uh, we're on Facebook, Blurry Photos Podcast, um, Twitter, Blurry underscore Photos. Instagram. I just started that up. Now I'm, oh, I'm getting yeah. with the kids, you guys. Yep, yep. Now, when you obviously Instagram is a social media for photos. Are are all of your uploads blurry? Uh, most of them are not. <laughs> is that where that sentence was going to end up? It's Did a you think ruse? I think. Uh, yeah, I, I I mostly have posted the um, uh, we. I do a Lego picture for every episode mm-hmm. and um, take the Lego when I go out on trips and stuff. And and so it's mostly those. I just put up some some somewhat blurry photos of a live show I just did in the city. Oh, very cool. But yeah, that uh, they're they're pretty clear and badly photoshopped. 
<laughs> well, uh, Nation, check out the podcast. It's great. It's uh, it's been like I said, it's been going a lot longer than this show, and uh, definitely an inspiration for what we do here. So, uh, and and David, thank you so much for joining us. Absolutely, we, we really appreciate. Yeah, it. Thank, thank you, you very guys. Much. Thank thank you. It, it's been your pleasure. Yeah. <laughs> so with that said, I've been Brent. <laughs> I've been David. I've been John. He's been Conspiracy Bot. Stay woke, meet sex. It was terrible. It was just terrible. I'll never get over it as long as I live. That's it for another edition of Hysteria 51. John and Brent will be back next week with yet more of the unexplained, the unexplored, and the unheard of. (laughs) Oh, if it's unheard of, how will they know about it? Anyway, if you want to suggest a topic, give us your thoughts, or just make fun of Conspiracy Bot, that's my favourite. Join us in our Facebook discussion group, Hysteria Nation. Just log on to Facebook and search Hysteria Nation, or you can always tweet us at Hysteria51Pod. You've been listening to a fourth-hand joint.